Hey guys, it's Carrie Job, and you're listening to the Church Collective Podcast. Welcome, my friends, to episode 32 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we've got a whole lot of great stuff. We're going to start with an interview with Carrie Job. It was just a really, really cool conversation. She talks about her new album, Majestic, and we also get into some of the practical worship leadership stuff on, on how she prepares for leading, even uh, vocal techniques, how she cools her voice down. It just was an honor to be able to interview her, and I'm sure you're going to love the conversation. After that, I had a chat with Brian Campbell, who, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you remember back on episode 26, hearing his story. Well, he's just recently launched a Kickstarter that there's still time to be able to support, where he is um, doing three EPs this year, and just the heart behind each of them is really awesome, and you're going to want to be able to support it. You're going to want to hear his music if you haven't heard it yet. He's just a really great guy. Also, on Wednesday, March 26th, we're going to be offering a free songwriting webinar with Rob Corona of Songsmith Creative. There's already a, a good amount of people coming, and we want you to be there. We want to offer this free webinar as just a way to help you become better at songwriting and, and really bring some original music to your church. So head over to thechurchcollective.com to get the link to the webinar and to get links to the books and all the resources that Carrie references, and also to get a link to the Kickstarter for Brian Campbell's um, EPs. It's just so much stuff we want you to see so be sure to head over to those show notes and here we go with the church collective podcast episode number 32 Majestic album that's just coming out. It's filled with like a lot of collaboration with some awesome musicians and worship leaders. And was wondering if you could tell us the story of kind of how that came about. How did you get so many just great leaders and musicians to come together for it? Yeah, um, I think just over the years, just building relationship and friendship with everybody because we all do the same thing has been real key in it all. Um, and then just um, calling on them, and we've written a couple different times throughout the years. So when it came time to do this project, I was like, hey, we've got to write for this because this is a live album. It's not anything but church songs and, you know, congregational worship. So everyone was like, absolutely, no yeah. problem. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. So um, Forever, obviously, is like the standout. It seems like pretty much every church is planning this song to be like their Easter song. I know I'm talking to a lot of worship leaders and they're like, this is the Easter song. Did you guys go about writing it? Like, we're like, we're going to write a song for Easter or like maybe talk a little bit about the theme yeah, for it? Um, no, we had no idea it was going to turn out to be like that. We just knew when Brian Johnson and I first sat down to write Forever, we we knew the theme we wanted it to be about how forever we'll glorify Jesus because of the price he paid on the cross. Yeah. And so over time, we, we wrote with a couple different writers and really made it more poetic and started realizing, hey, this, this is literally going to be a song about the cross and about... Uh, the crucifixion, and um, really more than anything, we wanted it to capitalize on the whole line that says, our resurrected king has rendered you defeated, mm. of just focusing not just on the cross, but the victory that we have over Satan and over hell and over those things because of Jesus, you know, blood on the cross or whatever. So That's I'm awesome. excited. I think people are really loving it. And to hear them like, really get the revelation of that in the middle of a worship setting has been so much fun. Yeah, that's cool. So the whole album was live. Was there a standout moment from that evening? Um, 
There were a couple, but I will have to say forever was probably the strongest standout moment for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. How would you define worship? You know, uh, I know that worship isn't just about music. Mm. Um, To me, worship is us getting outside of our own minds and our own lives to bring honor to the Lord and to just magnify His name, you know, above every other circumstance and every other situation going on. And when we tell God who He is, you know, just declare the Word of God over our lives like that, He reminds us who we are. And so it's a beautiful exchange of of just His majesty and His goodness over our lives. Awesome. So we had a few of our uh, contributors gave some questions, and, and one of the big ones that a lot of people were asking is um, kind of what's your prep time for leading worship? Like, do you have a routine you go through before you go and lead, and what is it? What's the, you know, how do you get yourself spiritually ready to, to lead God's people? Right. Um, there's not, like, a method or anything to it. I, I, I really listen to a lot of worship music while I'm getting ready, like, physically, like, doing my hair. <laughs> mm. But... We always, my band and I, uh, I love those guys, and they love the Lord so much. And here lately, we've been doing different day devotionals, and everybody's been leading different devotionals. And that's been pretty amazing to just hear what God's speaking to everybody and and, um, just getting on the same page with different people and what God's saying. So that's been really good, too. Okay. Um, I'm reading a book right now by Bill Johnson called Hosting His Presence. Hmm. And it is rocking my world, just making me more aware of the Holy Spirit, you know. Awesome. So what, what's the general, like, like what's, it, what's it teaching you? It's really just um, helping us, helping me be more aware that the Holy Spirit wants to move in and through my life every single day. Not just when I'm leading worship, but when I'm talking to my mom on the phone or when I'm just hanging out with friends. Just being more aware that the presence of our Almighty God lives inside of us when we become a believer and what does that mean, and what does that look like, and how do we host His presence and not grieve the Spirit wow. of God, you know, so pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, so um, also, what do you do on more of a practical side? How, how do you keep yeah. your, your voice uh, up to up to par when you're leading? Like, do you do both, yeah. like, specific exercises or anything like that? I had a couple couple people like, she's got to, like, tell us what yeah. exactly those exercises are. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. I do. I warm up very, very, very disciplined every single time I lead probably 20-minute warm-ups. Okay. And um, they're really not, nothing special. I think people just need to realize, like, just warm up. There's hmm. there's a great vocal warm-up CD from vocalcoach.com that's okay. really helpful. And, um, yeah, I think the key is just making sure that people do vocalize and warm up. Hmm. Do you do, like, a vocal cool-downs or anything like that? Hot tea. I, I do a lot of uh, the throat coat tea. Okay. So the moment I get off stage, they hand me a throat coat tea, and okay. I, yeah, just to make sure I kind of repair what I just did. Yeah. Do you spend a lot of time, like, not vocalizing at all when you're on tour? Do you find you need to do that? Yeah. I um, There's days that I'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to not talk much today and just give myself a rest. I think the best thing I do is just sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> just sleeping. Then no one needs you to talk to them. Yeah. How do you know if your voice is getting weary? Like a, a lot of day-to-day worship leaders, week in, week out, they're singing and they kind of get fatigued and they may not know how to watch for it. Do you have any like warning signs for a vocalist? You know, this is going to sound crazy, but I can tell that my voice is really shot when I sneeze and it hurts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell like, oh man, I need to be really careful because it's like more hoarse, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and I always just talk about how our voice is a muscle. So the more we use it, the the healthier it will be. Hmm. You know, the more that we work out, the healthier our bodies are, and they can they're more resilient. Yeah. So it's the same with your voice. I think some worship leaders, the only time they're they're really singing is like Sunday mornings hmm. or on you know rehearsal nights, yeah. and then they're not doing vocal warm ups, so they're actually just really hurting themselves. Yeah. So just using it, the more you use it, the the healthier it will be. That's really good. That's going to help a lot of people. Um, so, so while you're touring and while you're interacting with so many worship leaders, um, is there like a common question or issue, or do, do you find that a lot of worship leaders from all over the place are asking the same questions? And if so, um, what do you tell them? Um, you know, we get a, I get a lot of questions about how do I help my congregation be okay with more spontaneous worship hmm. and letting the Holy Spirit move, and my my answer to that is really, you can change a culture. You know, there might be that the culture of their church is not used to that, and that might sound scary, but you can change the culture, and it doesn't take that much time to just pastor people, Hmm. to explain, you know, in the moment, hey, let's just take a moment while the musicians play, and just you just speak His name, or just have a moment between you and the Lord that's not on the screen. Hmm. And people are like, oh, yeah, great, and they'll just close their eyes and have a moment, and Hmm. I think that that's really good that people, you know, that these worship leaders are hungry to see God be able to just speak to people himself instead of us always telling the people what they should think or, yeah. you know. What do, what do you think it is about the spontaneous worship? I mean, I know that's a, that seems like a hot issue for a lot of worship leaders that are like, how do I, how do, I do that? Why, like, what, what is it about that spontaneous, not scripted portion of the worship service that, that's so powerful, do you think? Yeah, I think because people are hungry for for just encounters with the Lord more than I feel like I've ever seen. Hmm. And in all my years of leading worship, I feel like in this season people are coming to church so hungry for a move of God. So what's happening is it's like you feel them pulling on you, the the people. Hmm. And so to respond you're just like, man, I just want them to meet with Jesus and to have a moment and um, I always tell worship leaders, too, to lead the way you would want to be led. Hmm. And when I go to church, I don't want someone, like, filling up every space of the music with singing yeah. or every space of, like, where there's no room for me to even, like, have a moment to say his name. You wow. know, it's like, create that margin. So if you're going to lead worship for 22 minutes, do three songs instead of five or something to create that space. And Okay. Yeah, I think it's good. That's cool. So... Worship leader is going to be listening to this, and they're they're scared to death to to build that margin in. Do you have like a simple first step? Like they they want to go into spontaneous. They're obviously not at your level, but they they don't want to just be scripted anymore. How would yeah. you like? Where, what would you say? Like maybe stop after just a song, or like what, what do you think would be that first spot for them? I think creating. Well, I will say this: um, practice those times with your band before the people are there. Yeah. So that you have a good chord progression that you're going to use. And and that you kind of have a little bit of an idea of what you what you could sing, you know. Hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be so spontaneous that it's right in the moment, or or else that's it. You know, you're you're a loser. You should never do it again. So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can have some things, and and it's a lot easier when you're leading from an overflow of you know have a scripture, a couple ideas in your heart of what you want to sing during those times. Hmm. But but don't let the first time you try it to be in front of a bunch of people. You know, Do that with your worship team and in your rehearsals. Sure. 
Um, and I think one of the best things that I ever saw happen in that kind of thing of being pastored in that way was from Charlie Hall back when I was 18. And he, that's, he, he said this, he goes, we're just going to play for a minute and give you some time to meet with the Lord by yourself. Hmm. And if all you know to say in this time is his name, just say his name. Wow. And it, you felt the whole room just have this, like, you felt everybody take a breath. You heard whispering. Not everybody was singing, but you just had this moment, you know, and hmm. um, to a, a book that's been really helpful for me in, in this kind of thing is Heart of Worship by Matt Redman. Yeah. It's kind of older, real, real small book, but the yeah. first chapter talks about leading worship by revelation of the Holy Spirit hmm. and not by the response of the people. Hmm. I think it's dangerous to only lead worship by res- the response of if everyone's lifting their hands, then this is going well. Sure. Because that's not always going to happen. Yeah. Some of the strongest moments in worship, you might not see any movement. People might just be completely lost, or the Lord's speaking to them and they're standing completely still. Hmm. But if you're looking for a response from them, you might think nothing's happening, yeah. you know? So it's just, it's a precious thing to lead people in worship. And I think the biggest thing that will help be helpful is if we just know what the Holy Spirit is saying, know his voice, and lead, you know, he's the best worship leader. Yeah, that's good. So how do you, in the midst of touring and doing all this, how do you keep your, your well full? Uh, just reading. I, I read books on the Holy Spirit or, you know, just books that are encouraging my, my heart and my walk with the Lord. And I travel with some amazing people who love the Lord with all their hearts. So it's like, you know, we're doing ministry on the road, but we're also living life and doing family on the road. Yeah. And that's been real encouraging. That's cool. Well, cool. Thank you so much for chatting, Carrie. You're welcome, Ryan. Thank you. It truly was an honor to be able to chat with Carrie Job. Now we're going to move over to the interview with Brian Campbell. Yeah, well, the, we're doing three EPs this year, and um, we decided instead of doing a, instead of doing a full length record this year, uh, felt like there were three kind of projects that that God was really laying on my heart personally. Okay, and um, the the first was was this idea of kind of counting the cost. And um, that has been a theme um, really since we started touring about two and a half years ago Mm. um, of just there's a cost and um, you you have to count it. There's that um, there's that that parable, I guess, where, um, you know, we where we have uh, where um, I, I think it's a builder who who's building. Yeah, or or Jesus is speaking, I think, and he says that there's no builder who who begins a building without counting the cost, mm. um, or without estimating what what his cost will be and what materials he'll need, and and um and he says kind of in the same way, count you need to count the cost, you need to to know that there are costs associated with it, and you need to um to be willing to do that, and um yeah. and that question um. There's been certain moments um, where it's, there's so many moments where it's just awesome, and we get to see so many amazing things of of just kind of what God is doing. Um, but there's also this this idea of for for us of just you know is it worth it? Is it worth the cost that that you uh, that you give? And and then for us as musicians, you know that's that's one thing. But then there's there's missionaries and all these different people around the world and and that for for me was really kind of where this idea came out of um just a testimony of a missionary in west africa Mm. um 
who was in uh, in country when uh, the revolution kind of went down in the mid nineties and um, there was a famine that came after and it was just this we heard this testimony and it was a really uh, very anticlimactic kind of thing. Um, in the sense of there wasn't there wasn't big she wasn't like do you do you choose Jesus or you know where it wasn't like the this big standoff kind of deal yeah. but it was this person who had just been faithful with her life and um, she was faithful to death like she actually died in a famine while she was there yeah. and um, so she that whole thing of of um, really really kind of kind of struck me of of just again that that question of is it worth it and. Um, the reason, the answer really is yes, that there is one who's worth it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our response. And, and this, this first EP is really just kind of all around about that, of that, that it kind of brings us to this place of there's this one who's worth it all. Mm-hmm. And, um, really that's where the second EP kind of picks up in the fall of, um, this one who's worth it all, that he's, he's worth my very life. And, and then just, why and and this whole idea of being born again and um this the the joy of that um is really kind of the crux of of that second ep yeah. or or really the third one um the second one this year is going to be uh it's a french ep we're actually recording the whole thing um with french lyrics oh. and uh, and i'm really excited about that because it's all the translations have been uh they're reflections of relationships we've had for the last couple of years and um, awesome. just just guys who are doing doing music and doing ministry in, in Europe. And um, I'm, I'm just super pumped to release something that is going to be totally for for our our relationships and our friends in France. Yeah. So did you guys write the songs with them? Did you write them in English and are having them translated? Kind of what's the process been for that? Yeah, it's it started um, in the fall of 2012, and we did a, a prayer a prayer gathering, like a worship and prayer gathering thing in Paris with a church there called Horizon, and there there's two worship leaders there who have been really good friends of of mine since that time, and um, we ended up just translating a chorus or two. It was a really simple kind of thing, and from that it was. It, it worked and it, it resonated with people and um, they started using it and um, then started to find out more about what they were doing. I far- started finding out more about what they were doing yeah. and um, and finding they were writing this amazing worship music that really is so different from a lot of um, – just a lot of the stuff that has come out of France in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It's like a new thing and um, it's just really cool to hear them uh, – kind of share about that and and then to hear their music too was just it was incredible mm. and um so these songs for this first dp are all translations um but that said the people that we know um and have have been doing this ministry together with are the people who've translated them and a couple of them are actually going to be singing on that ep as well nice so it's just it's just a fun collaborative kind of thing, and I don't know. I it's probably the project I'm looking forward to most yeah. out of the three. That sounds fun. That's really cool. <laughs> um, so you're doing a Kickstarter now, just in 15 days. You kind of want to talk to, about the choice for doing it via Kickstarter, and how can people find you and get involved? 
Yeah, yeah. It's um the the project's called Three EPs in twenty fourteen and it's it's the one worth it all. We're calling the French EP the French EP for right now. <laughs> we'll think of a more creative name at some point. <laughs> and then uh Born Again are the three. Okay. And you can find it on our site. Uh if you go to if you go to the Facebook page, just um Facebook Brian Campbell Music. Yeah. That should take you right to it. Um and we we put the Kickstarter amount low at four thousand, and we it was just an amazing first two days. We actually raised about a third of the amount oh, in nice. the first two days of it. That's so awesome. Um, but the goal is actually to raise around twelve, okay. um, and that would fund all three of the EPs mm. in full um, with distribution, um, studio time, mixing, mastering, sure. all that stuff. So. What's the what's the top of the line incentive? Are you guys gonna go have dinner with somebody if they they donate a good chunk with you? We will actually sit down with with a person and and a family and and their group of friends and we will have a a, a, a complete live performance of the three EPs. Oh, nice! That's really cool. So, like, we'll we'll go and we'll we'll definitely do that. And I think it's at like a thousand or something. And. Okay. Um, so if you're listening to this and you want to get in on that, you better go for it. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be awesome if you if you want to donate that, then that that would definitely get us close to that goal. So that's really cool. Well, cool. Yeah. So I will link um, all the stuff links you mentioned. Um, will will be at the show notes for this podcast. And yeah, I'm sure you're already a third of the way into it in a couple of days. God's gonna surprise you guys. It looks like. So that's really cool. As always, thanks for listening to the Church Collective podcast. Remember to head over to thechurchcollective.com to go to the show notes and all the links and all the resources that uh, were mentioned throughout this episode will be there. And remember that we want to connect with you. Be sure to hit join the collective and connect with us. We want to help you lead well. There's just so many opportunities. We have a missions trip to Peru that's still open for people to come. Don't forget we have our songwriting webinar in a couple days on Wednesday, March 26th. You'll find all the information for everything on that at thechurchcollective.com. God bless you guys and lead well.